Hi guys, this is Watching People Cook, Master Chef, Season 10, Episode 3. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David. And would you call this Episode 3? Or Episode 1 of the season? And the other two were the audition episodes. It doesn't matter to me. So it technically is Episode 3 because it's the third one they've aired. But That's cool. Um, we could do... We can call it, we can call it crap if we want. All right. This is cra- episode crap. <laughs> but I don't think it was crappy. No, I don't um, think so either. The official title was Gordon's Mystery Box, and it's with the top 20 contestants. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also the name of Gordon Ramsay's erotic review. <laughs> is it on the Las Vegas Strip? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like the thunder from down under and Gordon Gordon's mystery box. <laughs> oh gosh, that would be a hard choice. Which one to go see? <laughs> um, so first, we hear from Gordon um, that prep accounts for ninety percent of a successful dish, and then we head directly into a demo from him. Um, and this is what makes me happy. He is speaking in his fast clip style um, that he uses sometimes, and it seems to con- um, to tr- to try to confuse the contestants, like you have mentioned before. Um, but since the tasks are so straightforward, it seems kind. Of, it seems a little ridiculous because he's not really like. He can speak as fast as he wants when he's separating eggs, and that doesn't confuse. I don't think that confuses anybody. I think the confusing part for everybody is um, they were on record because didn't he do like seven preps or six preps, and then he said, "Oh yeah, because he had oranges." Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he didn't went through like grapefruit, and, yeah. and and then he was like, "But you're only doing three. Yeah, okay, so okay. But that's he true. he managed to get through all of his prep in four minutes and fifty five seconds. For all of the all of that stuff, right? And then he's like, "But you guys, you guys get ten minutes. Ten minutes for three, and the three things are separating eggs. How? What? Ten eggs? Was it? Oh, wasn't? I thought it was. I thought it was like a a, a dozen or more. Oh yeah, maybe maybe it was because I thought they said ten because of the anniversary. But again, I wasn't I paying that much attention. I Think it was two dozen. Okay, that makes more sense because it looked like a lot of eggs in those bowls. Yeah, and at first I was like, how would they count how many that they finished? But they were counting yolks in the um, yolk bowl. Yeah, probably. You're right. Yeah. Um, And also, if there are any eggs left over. Yeah. Um, What do you think they're going to do with all those eggs, man? Um, Crew omelet. That's a giant crew omelet. Yeah, they're going to take, um, <laughs> well, they're going to make fish and onion omelets. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I was hoping they maybe were saving all those raw, raw eggs for um, a dump for a later episode. For a later episode, yeah. <laughs> An egg dump. Um, you know that raw eggs, one of my, like, is the grossest like thoughts and, and just, it, it makes me kind of gag. Yeah. Especially the white part. Um, so there's and the, the albumin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But once I learned that that was just like a little, um, a little thing to connect the 
egg white to the shell. I think that's what it was. It didn't freak me out as much because when I was a little pepper, I thought it was the very beginnings of a um, chick. And that really grossed me out. And I'm sure I'm not alone on that. Um, they Albumin. Also, <laughs> they also are um, going to fillet a fish and chop three onions. Yep. And I have to say, like, going into the show, if uh, you are chosen as a contestant and you have not practiced filleting a fish, making a souffle, baking a cake, making a pie, um, and chopping knife skills, then you probably shouldn't be on the show. No, and I honestly, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just take a class in basic knife skills. Because they offer those at lots of culinary places and even, like, Whole Foods. Yeah, I think, like, Whole Foods and then um, there. what's the one, I think... Uh, William Sonoma has them. Mm-hmm. And then the one, um, Sir Latab, that's, I think, based in Seattle. But they off, often offer, offer those classes because they want to sell knives. Meet the Hinkle rep at Sir Latab. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so at the end of the 10 minutes, they're divided into two groups. Some get to go up to the balcony and then some have to cook in an elimination challenge and, where two people go home. And randomly, it happened to be 10 and 10. How random was that? I know. I, mm. It seems... It seems... Fishy? Well, <laughs> it seems fishy, I guess, but not filet. Because the people who got to stay down and cook cook uh, from Gordon Ramsay's mystery box. Yeah. Huh? Didn't that what they? That was what they got. Well, yeah, inspired. Dish is inspired by Gordon Ramsay, yeah. But I think and his mystery box. It is mystery yeah, box, yeah. yeah. Um, so the folks that are saved are Noah, who is the septic tech. Um, Jamie, the fisherman, he did a great job with his fish. He did. Um, the other items, maybe not as great, but he still was good enough to get through. Um, okay, so Renee, who is a receptionist, she was done first. She's another one that I really like. I didn't mention her last time um, because I don't even know if they showed her. But, oh, Renee, you are one of my favorites early on. And she was an overachiever. She didn't just do um, however many eggs she was supposed to do. She did all her eggs. She did, and she was done first. And... I don't know if you noticed this, but she was super nice um, and was giving Fred some words of encouragement up on the balcony. And she cleaned her station. Yeah, yeah, she's good. So the, one of the other ones I liked from the um, tryouts um, was um, Suba. He's safe. Nick is safe. Um, Sarah, from the former Army interrogator, is safe. Of course. Um, I don't know why I have trouble saying interrogator. I don't know why. Um, Michael, he flips houses for a living. He's safe. So he knows pressure. <laughs> yeah, because all of those house flip shows, they're always like, there's always some fiasco that happens. Well, it always seems like flippers are the kind of people that um, just always feel pressure. Because mm-hmm. it's not like they're like, oh no, the plumber's not showing up. It's like, my coffee's cold. <laughs> My pants are an inch too short. 
I wore mismatched socks today. My coveralls aren't clean. Um, so then I, I'm not sure how to pronounce this next contestant's name because they have not featured her much at all. They did towards the end a little bit up on the balcony because she's giving words of encouragement. I think her name is Katura. Um, she is safe. She perhaps is British because it seems like she maybe has an accent, um, but they haven't really shown her much at all. Which, by Pepper's rules, means she's an early favorite to be in the finals. Yes, for sure. Um, let, let's hope I'm wrong that they don't follow the same formula that they have for the last 10 years. <laughs> should I, wait, can I, should I say trademark after I say Pepper's rules? That's one of Pepper's rules, trademark. Okay, yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's fine. Um, Sam is safe. And then Fred, who's an analyst, um, and you had called out last week, is a Howie Mandel lookalike. Mm-hmm. He's also safe. But he's in his head. Yeah, but I do you still like him? Oh, I like him. I just thought it was funny that everyone was like, he's in his head, but he still made it through. Yeah, he did. Um, so then um, the one, the remaining 10 that are left are um, it, tasked with making a Gordon Ramsay-inspired dish out of the Gordon Ramsay mystery, mystery box from the Las Vegas Review. And you know what's in Gordon Ramsay's mystery box? His favorite meat. <laughs> he puts his favorite yeah. meat in his mystery box. <laughs> It's Gordon Ramsay on a plate. He's like, he's like, mmm, this is my favorite protein. Okay. He did. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Um, so Sherry, who was one of my favorites from mm-hmm. the um, early earlier shows, she makes a curry, um, and she ends up being in the top five out of those who have to cook. Despite saying that her... Mother-in-law would be disappointed with her sauce. Yeah, one of the judges said, well, then your mother-in-law would be wrong or something like that. She's not a judge here. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so kind of as a tangent, Joe seems extra grumpy. Yeah, he woke up on the wrong side of the Italian grocery store this morning. Eaterly? Mm-hmm. You know I want to go there. Of course you do. Even though Mar- well, I think Mario Batali is no longer affiliated at all. No. With, I think they he was secretly affiliated after a scandal. But, oh, okay, can I tell you one of the things I learned right after the Mario Batali scandal? Sure. Okay, so they had Mario Batali branded pasta sauce, um, marinara sauce, and... I think what they did was just change the labels. Um, so it became Joe's mom. Um, so they put, her name's Lydia. You know Joe's mom, love her. Um, but I think they just repackaged the existing marinara, Batali marinara to be Lydia's. Maybe um, maybe someone threw an orange crock through Joe's hotel room window. <laughs> he woke up, the glass shattered, and there was just an orange crock in the room. A stinky orange crock. <laughs> um, okay, so th- sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent. So um, next is Bree. She's a 24-year-old cocktail server, um, and she was afraid of the fish during the earlier um, challenge. But her plating looked great, and she's safe. 
Um, Micah, if you recall, is the dude that had to ride the Greyhound bus <laughs> to the tryouts. We learn, as we had suspected, he does work in a kitchen. He's a kitchen porter um, from Michigan, and he cooked a pork chop, and he, he's safe. So is a kitchen porter someone who carries the chef's luggage to their room? <laughs> Maybe he can, he carries their hankle knives. Hankle knives. I I do have a correction from uh, last episode. Oh, please! Because I looked on um, the Master Chef uh, discussion board on Reddit, and someone who worked on the show uh, talked about the audition episode and said one of the things that pushed him out of the industry um, was the fact that how sad it was that people did give up their jobs and lives to go to that audition. Oh, so it was somebody who quit the show because mm-hmm. it bummed them out. Yeah, and they were saying that they the producers stack up the same story in the auditions. Yeah. And then once they're there and they're on TV and they see how they interact with the judges, that's kind of one of the things. So they would have a couple um, guys who are poor that yeah. someone could lift up and a couple... Um, moms, uh, you know, who are uh, mother-in-laws and then, uh, you know, someone who's been divorced and they're trying to work their way back. That, you know, that's funny because in my notes, when we, um, I made a note for when we talk about Evan, but um, we can mention it here because it makes sense here. I said that if it feels like Evan um, is... um, Cast to be a villain, yes. Um, who learns humility during the pro- as the process continues. And, and I have to say too, one of the ways that they make people villains in these is just putting in a lot of their um, talking head segments, mm-hmm. no matter what they say. Yeah, because it makes the the more of those they put in, the more they make it seem like that person is judgmental. Because on Drag Race, they usually do, like, the funniest person the most. Yeah. Like, whoever says the funniest thing. Or the shadiest. And Because yeah. they want screen time. Yeah. And in this one, it's more, like, they ask everybody, like, what did you think of so-and-so's dish? And I'm sure they say positive. Yeah. What did you think was negative about it? Yeah. What did you think was positive? And you can make anyone the villain just by inserting all of their negative comments into a show and not having anyone else say anything. Yeah, I agree. But in the case of Evan, we'll just jump to him. Um... Even when he wasn't doing his talking head segment during the auditions, I I think I mentioned it during our last podcast. Like there was a middle aged white guy that seemed really overly confident. I think that's his. I think that's his personality too. And they may ask leading questions to bring that out more. Um, but it definitely kind of feels like he's that, full of opinions. Yeah, that role is perfect for him. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. Um, so Dorian has to cook, um, and she makes pork chops, um, and she's so cute with Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she even teases him because he says something about like maybe come like cooking with her or so, like taking a trip or something like he that. He says, "If you come to England, I'll feed you." And then she says, "Well, <laughs> awesome! The next ticket's on you." <laughs> Yeah. And she was very ambitious. She made two plates. Um, They both looked good. She's in the top five. Easy peasy. Um, Kimberly is a designer. Um, She made a a delicious looking lamb dish. She gets to go up to the balcony. And those are the five that made it through. Right. Um, And then we have five that are left that have to have a second look because... 
the judges were not impressed with them. No. So we start with Kenny, the carpenter. Um, and he seems like he's just irritated off the bat. He's irritated with the peanut gallery because um, they're like saying, come on, Kenny, you can do it. Like you would. And he just seems like so angry, angry. Well, and he says um, in, in his uh, little talking head segment, he says that he, he seems like he's got a chip in his shoulder about uh, putting love because he's like he he says that thing about like his kids from. say why don't why doesn't the food in restaurants taste like yours dad and he's like it's because my food has love in it it's made with love so if i have a restaurant it's going to be made with love and i wrote down um <laughs> Kenny's love plus Gordon's mystery box <laughs> equals, equals a fungal infection according <laughs> to Joe yeah <laughs> His plate looks so gross. It, to me, it, you know, I watch some YouTube videos, but it also on Reddit, there's a um, a Reddit board that's called DIY. Um, it's super funny, but there's a, um, they often feature this five minute crafts, which are just like crazy. His plate looked like something from five minute crafts. At my work, we used to sell, um, 1960s recipe cards yes. that you would get at the grocery store and yeah. they would have weird things like tuna and aspic or yeah. and his plate looked like one of those um one of those cards because it was um old-fashioned and weird but i do have to say joe's correction of his plating was equally bizarre because he like the gr- stackers, <laughs> like stack. Joe 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 turned it into like he's like if you put a piece of lettuce in the bottom yeah. and then a piece of your protein and then a potato on top, yeah. look how much better that looks. And I was like, that doesn't look that much better to no. me. No, didn't you have a tumbler that featured some of those recipe cards? Yeah, we we I, yeah gross food. Well, it was either t- was it tum- was it a tumbler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then we have Wuta, who's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, cooks pork chop and potato fondant, but he also put, cooked scallop as a backup, which Gordon said, if he was doing it, he would cook multiple proteins and go with the best one. Um, Wuta is a vegetarian. He also has anxiety. He also has a lot going on. He has a complicated hairstyle. He has a piercing. He's a very handsome man, but he you can tell he has anxiety just because there's seems like there's a lot going on with him. And he's got a cross. And I, I had to look up his name because I had never heard that name before. Yeah. And um, I don't know much about the history of the name. There wasn't much history, but there is a famous uh, Congolese singer with the na- his name. Okay, okay. So I'm guessing it's from that region, like the Congo yeah. region. Well, I hope we're pronouncing it right. Um, but um, his plate looked... Um, looks pretty bad, I think. Yeah. Um, because they really want composed dishes, not like the little separate piles. Um, but it tastes okay. Um, I was surprised. Aron was super nice to him. Um, but all of the judges thought that he should have gone with the pork. Yeah. And it, it his pork did look better, but it's hard when you're a vegan to uh, judge the doneness of meat. Because he yeah. put it in his mouth to taste, 
but I don't think he was like. <laughs> yeah, he's a vegetarian. I think he's a vegetarian, um, not a vegan. But I was. I think by the end of this, Wu because he said the pork was delicious. So um, maybe by the end of this, he might like consume a little bit of meat. I know other vegetarians and vegans that have competed that have made it far. They they have made an exception during the competition um, because they you know they it's really important to them and they want to win. Right. Um so um there's a fake out at the end with him um because they call him up um but Luckily, he just gets by with, by the skin of his teeth. That's right. Yeah. He he makes it through. Um, and I think one of the reasons he made it through is because his plating, it wasn't that it, it was almost like he had one of those plates that has the divided sections. Yeah. And he had just put individual things in those divided sections rather than kind of thinking about them as a plate. And um, I think they were like, well, because they, when... When they uh, talked about Kenny, they were like, he's not teachable. Like, if you yeah. put that out there. What's weird is Kenny tried to do a composed plate. Right. Um, and then some of the other ones. I mean, they are home cooks. So I I would think that they had, would watch enough cooking competitions and shows that they would come into it understanding what that means. Like, composed dishes even if they're home cooks but it certainly didn't seem like it the case and yeah kenny ended up giving gordon's box a fungal infection yeah yeah um deanna the vocal coach also struggled with a composed dish she made um scallop with uh blood orange jus and so her way of making a Gordon Ramsay on a plate, she says she wanted it to be lean, sexy, and refined. Um, so I guess that's how she sees Gordon. To which he replied, I'm old enough to be your grandfather. Which I don't think is the case. They, I think they're about the same age. Well, he had his first baby at 12. <laughs> Oh, was that Matilda? I love his kids. You know I love his kids. Can I just say, too, from the first episode to this one, to the audition, or the first episodes, in the auditions, they kept saying, this is me in a plate. And in this one, Gordon kept saying, how is this me on a plate? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow. They want humans on the plate, for sure. Um, So um, she does one of my biggest pet peeves um, by... Continuing to call the, her food sexy, I just I don't like that that word used to describe food. Mm-hmm. Food's not sexy. Well, especially a blood orange salad. Yeah, with mashed potatoes. That's true. A blood orange salad and mashed potatoes. I'm like, ooh, that's so mm. sexy. <laughs> Gosh, yum. I find this plate alluring. <laughs> Um, so, Hello, scallops and mashed potatoes. <laughs> salad. Um, Liz is an events coordinator. She's recently divorced. You had mentioned having somebody who is divorced. Um, she makes lamb. She's in the bottom, um, but she's proud of what she cooks. Um, and Aron says the, the cook on the lamb is good. Um, 
the potatoes were not good, but everything else seemed fine. But she was down in the bottom, and she was part of a fake-out. Like, you think she's going to be sent home with Wuta. Um, but they pull those two, like, step out of the line, and then they, like, act as though they're sending them home, but then they say, go up to the balcony. And I also have to say, I think I think they're going to do a little therapy with her through the food, because they asked her why she made lamb, and she's like, I have good family memories yeah. associated with lamb, but it was in a wistful, like, don't dig any further kind of way, after she had talked about her divorce. Yeah. So I'm, I'm imagining at some point she's going to... Stay like I'm. I don't want to cook prime rib because it was my husband's favorite Maybe. recipe or something like that, which I hope for. I have to say, like Liz, I'm really rooting for her. Oh like, yeah, she. Um, Another Michigander. She's a Michigander. She really does seem like she's sad, and I just I want her to be able to like. She should be so proud of herself, and she's made it to the show, and she's, like, cooking, and she's kind of following her dreams. So um, I hope that she didn't quit her job as an events coordinator, and she's just, like, on a sabbatical. And I agree, and I, just, and I also hope that she succeeds. I think, I think um, her food looks good. I mean, she seems reasonable, uh, and she seems like she's a successful, put-together person, just a little sad. Yeah. But I just think, bubbling under the surface, there's some unresolved oh, emotion yeah. <laughs> with the whole divorce yeah. thing. That, yeah. And, and I think part of her reason for doing this is to, like, reestablish herself yeah. after I, this difficult yeah. situation. So I'm hoping that that comes out because I want to see some of that emotion in her food. I want to see her divorce on a plate. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I do. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, So then we've kind of, we talked about Evan a little bit earlier, um, but he's a sales coordinator. He's super lippy. Um, He is very confident. Um, As I mentioned, he's the guy I didn't like during the tryouts. But can we just talk about the, how is, what his plate looked like? Hmm. What's your opinion of his plate? Um, my opinion was that it was all brown and looked disgusting. My opinion was, he said, I, I didn't write it down, but he said harissa in a weird way that I've never heard it said before. Like harassa. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a little bit hard to pronounce harissa if you've never heard somebody say it. But I think he said like he's traveled around the world. He's friends with chefs. Yeah, I don't he's know. He's certainly watched YouTube videos. Well, <laughs> especially YouTube videos featuring brown food. Yeah, really brown. Maybe he's gone. Maybe he was a um, ardent follower of your Tumblr from <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest lines from the whole show, this episode to me, was when Joe says that um, his dish was a season five dish, not a season 10 dish. As if. He's throwing shade at the whole season five contestant poll. Well, and as if the contestants continually get better every year and the standards get higher every year, which it, I mean. I don't buy it. I don't know that the first, I mean, the first first season of any show, like they're just getting their feet. Maybe the best people aren't attracted to the show because they don't know what it is. But at the same time, it's not like. After four seasons, all of a sudden, this new crop of great people shows up. Yeah. They wane. 
Yeah. They really come back. Yeah. Then they raise the amount of money or they do some other thing and it attracts a new group of people. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I think that it, if we talk about... I would say Top Chef um, went through a period where it was like um, the initial couple seasons was maybe not the best chefs, um, but they had some really great chefs in there. And then I can't remember if it was season four or season four, seven, season five, that show attracted some of the best chefs in the country because it had, I think it had both of the Vitaggio brothers. It had that um, guy with the beard. It had... Um, Oh, shoot, the uh, blonde woman who's like a phenomenal cook. I can't remember her name, but there were so many. I think that was Antonio. Antonia was on that season. It was like every single chef was great. And then it went back to... um, Some good, some bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a great that was a great season to watch top top chef I have to say um so back to Evan um he's in the bottom three he barely makes it through um but we'll see I guess how he how far he goes I think what we're learning is Gordon doesn't want brown in his box <laughs> he doesn't want he doesn't want his precious box turned into a plate of brown yeah. <laughs> No, no fungal infections, no brown. Yeah, so speaking of fungal infections, it's no surprise Kenny the Carpenter from Boston um, is kicked off. I didn't feel like he cooked with love. It felt like, maybe at home he does, but it felt like on the show he cooked with a lot of anger. Um, (laughs) I I didn't feel that. (laughs) Well, he was so mad at the peanut gallery. They were just trying to support him. Um, and then we also have, um, let's see, Deanna, um, Deanna, the vocal coach, um, she was also kicked off, um, cause she, her composition was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So any other thoughts on this, this, um, season of MasterChef? Um, two more thoughts. I was uh, glad they kicked two people off. Yeah, me too. And... Um, then next week there's two episodes in the same week. Yeah. So maybe with the double episode week, I think we should just combine them if you're cool with that and just do one podcast for the, for the week versus two separate ones. What do you think? I think that's probably good. I, I'm, um, it's weird that they're burning through the show so fast. Uh, but then they have 20 contestants and I think they're going to go back to just kicking one person off per episode. Yeah. So now what? They have 18. So, uh, I would guess they're going to try and stretch this into like maybe a 16 episode season or an 18 episode season. Yeah. I think they, the reason why, I think it's a high, it gets good ratings. It's the summer. So they're going to, they're doing it not two in a row. They're actually doing it over two nights. Right. I think it's probably... A ploy to get like for advertisement. That's yeah. my that would be my guess. Yeah. So I but it looks like they're already gonna start with the team challenges next 
next week too. I think this. I th- I like it early team challenge when they have a lot of contestants because it's always a show. <laughs> oh, now I have to click the explicit box. Again. Oh, you can cut that out. It's always a shoot show. You can shoot cut show. that out. Yeah. Um. So that's. Kinda, that's it, I think. That's all right. That's it. I, okay, we will see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.